This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the show, we'll welcome Michael Michael Keaton from uh, Green Home Solutions. Every day he's treating mold uh, odors, other moisture issues in the homes and businesses. We're going to have a good time talking to him. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Pam, you with us this morning? Yes. <laughs> Hi, Pam. Sorry How about, are you? Sorry, sorry about that. I forgot. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jeff's there. What's going on, man? You're, uh, I saw you're pouring concrete this morning. Gosh, we did. Hey, get this. Um, pump truck got there at 530. First concrete truck got there at 6. We're pouring 144 yards uphill. Both ways. Four yards of concrete uphill, pouring about uh, uh, 20 minutes to empty a truck. So it's very, very slow. Okay. All right. Well, sounds like you got a lot going on. Uh, Pam, are you with us now? I am. I don't know where I went. I don't know either. So what are you working on? <laughs> well, yeah, I've had an interesting thing happening in the in the inspection world I was going to mention. Uh, it's fascinating to me. We are getting a lot of phone calls to do home maintenance and listing inspections. And I actually had a conversation with an appraiser this morning, and we were talking about how Bass Ackwards, and I use that generously. Thank you. Uh, the real estate uh, transaction works. Um, it's like you wait for the buyer to do the inspection mm-hmm. to tell you what's wrong with the house, and then everybody gets mad. Right, right. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> Um, That's how it works. And so what we're seeing is that owners are getting smart and they're like, I'm going to get the inspection done and prepare, fix the things that I want to fix and then tell the buyer this is what's going on. And it just makes the transaction so much easier. And people are actually I wish they would do it because they're nicer to me that way. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, that That's a really, really good idea and doesn't put you in the middle. You know. Right, yeah, because we end up being the bad guy, and folks get mad when we tell them there's something wrong. But if you, <laughs> it's kind of like when you avoid, you know, that that ache you've got in your side. Avoid you going say, to the doctor. Deal with that; right. it'll go away. And then you get a, a ruptured appendix, and you're like, well, if I just dealt with it three weeks ago, I wouldn't right. be in the hospital. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm hoping that's a, that becomes a trend. So if you're thinking of selling your house, go ahead and do the inspection yourself. Um, uh, by the way, if we're going to go ahead and say that, uh, go ahead and give me a quote for a standard inspection for something like that. Give me the middle quote. Well, it would depend on, we always tell folks we're pricing our time. And that's such a great question because a great observation. The thing that people do when they call us, the first question they ask is, how much is the inspection? When the first question I think they should ask is, how long are you going to be there? (laughs) Oh, really? Because if you're going to be there 30 minutes, I don't want you. 
And right. I had that situation come. I'm actually involved in some legal stuff going right now because this lady hired an inspector when she bought the house two years ago. And the inspector was there about 30 minutes and gave her a really vague report. Well, now she's got all these problems. So she hires a very thorough inspector uh-huh. who comes out and gives her, you know, who spends three and a half hours at the property mm-hmm. and gives her a very good idea of what's going on with the house. And I told her, I said, she's like, do you think I should move? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I think you should fix these things. It's a great house, but it's unfortunate that you didn't know about them before you bought it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, Jeff, are you still with us, man? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Ah, Jeff's Jeff's signals kind of dropping out on us. Let's see if we can uh, help him out with that. Oh, he's dropping. I think he, driving and he's 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 freezing up i can see him and he's frozen okay <laughs> okay well i tell you what we'll, we'll, we'll get back to jeff in just there, a second there. okay uh there we go we'll get back to jeff in just a second let's keep on going you know we've got somebody on the line lee is on the line in uh, natchez let's talk to her she's got a leaking ac in the attic you with us lee good morning good morning so uh you've got a leaky ac I think that's the problem. That uh, what, they, what it's actually causing is on my uh, the inside of my exterior walls. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of moisture that's causing the walls to buckle. And the Ooh. HVAC company said it was an insulation issue, and the insulation company has said it's an HVAC issue. And I need some direction because I don't want to replace the walls and have the trouble return again. So what, uh, the, the AC folks said it was an insulation issue? That the insulation was applied too closely to the ease. Oh boy, um, uh, Pam, do you have any thought on that? Well, it could be. I mean, <clears throat> I'm wondering because I had this situation the other day. Mm-hmm. Air conditioning systems have a refrigerant line, and that refrigerant line gets it sweats. Right. And so that refrigerant line will run over close to the eave, and then a lot of times they'll drill through the top plate and then take that line down in the wall. Right. And if they damage that insulation, then it will literally leak into that wall and cause some problems. Um, So you're saying that what they're saying is actually possible that that may have happened? Well... Yeah, but they just, I, yeah, I'm not going to, what it's I would a, do, can, it's not just can you one get way. in the it's attic and see the, the air? Hey, hang on just a second. Uh, what, what were you saying, Lee? It's not just one wall. It's all of the exterior walls where the um, joists meet the exterior wall. Okay. 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 And how old is the property, Lee? The home is, is 1961. The AC unit and new insulation was added four years ago. Same company? You, okay, so you had new insulation blown into these wall cavities? Uh, correct. It was bat insulation. Not blown in. They're, they're saying it's coming from the attic down uh, is the issue. And it's a new roof, so it's not a roof leak. Right. If it, um, so you actually had someone remove the walls and put bat insulation into the walls? No, the, the bat insulation was put in the attic. Ah, gotcha. 
is it when you can you see that insulation? Yeah. Is can you see the paper or do you see the fuzzy stuff? The fuzzy. Okay, then that was put in right. Um, Thoughts? I would have to put my yeah. I would just have to put my eyes. Oh, on Jeff, that you, to you with see. us, Jeff? Jeff, are you there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Have you been yes. listening I'm, to this? Yeah. Yeah. I've been listening. I've got a couple questions. First of all, why would we do bat insulation in the attic? That's my first concern. It should be blown. Um, my next concern, if it's happening on every exterior wall, I doubt very seriously if it is anything to do with the with the um, air conditioning unit. Um, I think she's going to have to hire a qualified repair company to come investigate what's going on or hire a home inspector to um, do some exploratory. Yeah, diagnostic may be the right way to go. Yeah, I mean, it's... I do, I'm leaning towards HVAC at this point. Okay. So, so Lee, um, have you got, uh, or have you looked for more than one opinion on this? I had just those two. Okay. HV and insulation. Try another HV person, H, HVAC person. Um, do you have another contract contractor near you that you might be able to call yeah. up and you, you should always get somebody else. If you've only got one pair of eyes on something, you've got nothing to compare. So have, have at least one other person look at this. Thank and you. I think too, Jason, I, I like what Jeff said, maybe get an inspector to look at it. Cause what we do as professionals is we look at the entire system and, and I've seen situations where, an HVAC system will cause condensation in an older house because of something else. And it kind of sounds like maybe that's what's going on. It's a system, house system issue that needs to be tweaked in order to, to eliminate the water. Right. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Lee. I, I hope that helps. Really do go get another opinion there. Uh, that's what we've heard from the pros on this show several times is that if one person is telling you one thing and you can't get an answer, move on to the next. All right. Uh, thanks a lot. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, it's going to be fun. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. But later in the show, we're going to talk with Michael Keaton from Green Home Solutions. And we'll talk about the professional disinfecting he brings to homes and how his services are helping fight COVID-19. Stay tuned. If you have a question, you want to join the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org.
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. It's uh, any kind of DIY question you've got going on, 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. The wife had me making shelves uh, the past couple of days. These shelves were not, she showed me a picture on Pinterest. By the way, Pinterest is going to be the death of me. But she showed me a picture of some shelves on Pinterest that were kind of like in the corner and shaped like an L. So the past couple of days, I have been creating said shelves out of plywood. Um, and, and and I just got them put up last night. They're great. Uh, but, wow, that was a little project. J- uh, Jason and Jeff and Pam, I think we should start a segment with my wife showed me a, 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 a photo Pinterest. on a picture right. on Pinterest. <laughs> we should have a whole segment about that because that is like the COVID-19, uh, this is what I've been doing. It all started with a picture on Pinterest. Look, i, I got to be honest. You know, and, and on this show, you know, we have we have specific roles. You know, Jeff and Pam are absolutely professionals. They get paid to do this. They do it every day. I am a weekend warrior handyman kind of guy, and my role on the show is to tell you what I did wrong in the project and how I eventually fixed it. But uh, I can tell you this project was something that you can do. You can put up shelves like this, and it's really neat. One of the things everybody complains about when they're trying to put shelves up is actually uh, getting a screw into the stud of the wall so that your shelf is real sturdy hanging up there. And it's real easy to do. Don't spend $100 to buy a stud finder, okay? They they have uh, in a little bin at your big box stores or your local hardware stores, uh, these giant, it's, it's about a six-inch long yellow magnet, okay? And its job in the world is you run this magnet around the wall, and all of a sudden, every once in a while, it'll stop. Well, what it's found is the screw head that was used to place the sheetrock into the stud. You've now officially found the stud, so you know where to screw into the wall to hold that shelf in there forever. So, anyway, there's a lot of little tips like that, but if you have any questions, give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. One of the things we wanted to cover today is we've got a guest coming on the show in just a bit, Michael Keaton from Green Home Solutions. And some of the things, this is great, The ten. this is, this is the list of the 10 dirtiest spots in the house. You ready for this? All right. 10, <laughs> ten dirtiest. Now, let us guess. Jeff, what do you think it is? Uh, okay, well, yeah. I think it's... I think it's the telephone and the TV remote. Uh, hang on. Let me get my, my check marks here. All right. So you got telephone, which we had cell phone on this list. So I'm going to give you credit for that. And what was your other one? A TV remote. No, they don't have that on here. Oh, oh game controller. Okay, yeah, uh, the game controller is on here. So I'm going to give you that. That's a half point for you. All right, Pam, what do you think's on here? Uh, the kitchen sink. Kitchen sink. Oh, sink. Straight up sink. It doesn't even say which one. Sink. Okay. Which one? Well, yeah. yeah. Then there's the bathroom where, you know, you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> Toothbrush holder. Okay. I've got that on here. All right. So here, here's the list of 10. You ready? 
Okay, number one, kitchen sponge. Uh, number two, video game controller. Number three, coffee reservoir. Number four, toothbrush holder. Number five, a cutting board. Number six, a cell phone. Number uh, number seven, stove knobs. How often do you think about that? Uh, number eight, purse handles. Number nine, a sink. And it, like I said, it doesn't mention which one, any sink. Uh, number 10, pet bowls. I can account for that, too. You got to clean those out every once in a while. All right. Uh, you got to clean those. And, Jason, I did, just so you know, I did post that um, recipe for that homemade cleaner. I got a lot of emails wanting me to tell them what, how I made that. Right. And I used that cleaner in my sinks and on my oven stoves, by the way. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, if you want to see that recipe, uh, tell them the address to go to, Pam. Uh, they can go to our Facebook page, uh, the Inspect It Like a Girl Facebook page, and I'm going to get Jade to um, repost that on our Twitter and LinkedIn and all that stuff. Okay, good deal. So there's your recipe for that cleaning solution that she came up with. Um, okay, so we have... Uh, an email here that I wanted to talk about, and we could even go to Michael. Is Michael on the line? We ready for Michael? Hello. Hey, Michael, you with us? Yes. Hello. Hello. I, you know what, Michael? You're. I want to tell everyone the way your last name is spelled makes me want to say your name like the actor Michael Keaton. But so tell me how to say your name properly. That's right, Michael Keaton. I am not the actor, though. Okay, Michael Keaton, not the actor. There we go. <laughs> I kept saying Keaton, thinking, no way, it's Keaton. Um, okay, so I've got an email question here. And by the way, if you would like to ask Michael a question, uh, just so that you know, uh, Michael Keaton is here from Green Home Solutions, and uh, his gig is cleaning. I mean, big time down and dirty cleaning so uh we got an email regarding this today that i thought would be very good for your first question you ready michael uh you bet all right it says i worry when there are smells in my small house and i can't trace the source here's one really uh that i need attention to for several weeks now i've caught a single whiff of something like kerosene in the kitchen uh, or around the corner in the living room, try to locate the source, and it's gone. I've tested the gas from the stove, but that odor is different. What concerns me most is having this little whiff of something turn into a full-on emergency. How do you confirm an intermittent gas leak? Does natural gas leak appear for no reason? The stove is old, but has been left alone and never abused. Love the show, and thanks for your help. John on the Eastern Shore. Any thoughts on that, Michael? Well, like, you know... A lot of things off-gassed in the home, uh, be it a candle, uh, your gas stove, uh, appliances in, in general. So you could be getting a whiff of that. Right. Possibly. I would think it would be stronger if it was something to be a concern with, like an ongoing. Uh, right. You know, you'd have to trace a source. What were you doing at that time? Uh, did you have a candle burning? Did you have just use a stove? Uh so there's a number of things it could be without really going into detail and finding out right. why uh, you have that issue. You really have to have more information um, to, to see what the source would be. It's and interesting. He says it's a single whiff of something like kerosene. And kerosene is yeah. pretty specific smell. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, uh, I, 
you know, I don't know why it would be in the house, though. There's no reason to have kerosene in the house unless you've got lanterns going, you know. Well, uh, um, uh, for my other two pros, Jeff, Pam, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, if it was natural gas, you would know it. That's rotten egg. Right. You can smell that when you get out of the car. Now, let me tell you something I did, and it, and it was stupid. Um, Saturday or Sunday, I'm grilling, and um, we're, we grilled some, some uh, shrimp. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my wife started telling me, man, something sure smells bad in the kitchen. And I said, well, maybe it's the garbage, whatever. So, you know, she took the garbage out or whatever. And Well, the mystery smell was one of those shrimp actually fell in the disposal. And apparently no one has run the disposal on the island uh-huh. uh, since Saturday or Sunday. So, oh. oh, and it was it was getting right by yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Old crustaceans yeah, was, will do that. Oh yeah, so so you know, check your disposal. Okay. It was a weekend for shrimp because I had shrimp too, Jeff. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, we we must be like on the same wavelength because I sure. did some shrimp and somebody told me something I had never heard before. What's that? With shrimp and odor and the peels, they said when after you do your peeling and deheading, put it in a bag and stick it in the freezer and freeze right. it until garbage day. Raise it till garbage day, and then garbage day, put it in your garbage can. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, it it, wor- it works works every time. I, yeah, I do it. I, that's no, that's where I normally put it. But one obviously crawled down in the disposal. Not even. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So you know, I'm what? just surprised you have a disposal, dude. I know. Disposal. He did say he's not running it anymore, so that's positive. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's let's talk to uh, let's talk to Michael real quick. And uh, Michael's from Green Home Solutions. We put you on the hot seat before we even really introduced you here, Michael. But tell us tell us a little bit about your business, what you do, what what is what do you do? Well, simply we make air better. Uh, you know, the EPA has a, a standard for outdoor air, but they don't have anything as far as indoor air. And so, what we want to do is come in and and find out what the source of the odor or uh, allergen, or even mold. That's a big part of our business. Right. Uh, now, we do also disinfecting, which we've done from day one. Right. So we really just simply want to come in and make sure the air inside your house or your business is not causing you any harm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, you know, we, we can do air samples. We can we can search for mold. We can uh, uh, remove an odor. You know, we work with real estate agents. We work with a number of, of uh, people. Do you guys but, deal uh, with like uh, full home filter solutions or something of that nature? Well, we can do duct cleaning. We don't really do filters uh, per se, but we can do duct cleaning to help uh, remove the, if the odors or or a, a source of the issue from the ducts of the air conditioning. We can take care of that, but we don't really deal with filters. You know, now that's a big you know big thing people don't realize. I've been in a number of homes, and I bet Pam or, or Jeff can verify this but you know you go look at the filters they had change them in a year <laughs> you know right so right, got to make sure you change those every month but uh 
we can do the duct cleaning if it's necessary. Okay. Well, um, um, uh, real quick, I'm going to ask you a quick question, then we're going to go to break. I just got a, uh, a question in. Moving into a home that has a bad, that has bad pet odors, what could be done to get rid of the smell? Well, we can, uh, we can do a number of things. We can run an ozone machine, uh, which everybody has to be out of the house. There's a machine that takes away smell? Oh, yeah. It's an ozone machine that will help uh, eliminate the odor. Then if it's a carpet, uh-huh. if it, you know, we'd want to actually probably remove the carpet, at least the carpet pad. Right. And then we want to scrub the area that's affected. Uh, and then we just uh, hit with some of our refresh product, which is a, you know, a light uh, uh, like, product that, that will help, you know, freshen the air. Uh, right. But there's, there's several things you can do to clean the air, but, but you just want to make sure if it's in a carpet uh, that you get rid of the pad. Uh, and, you know, run an ozone machine and, and follow the steps necessary to take care of the odor. All right, cool. Let's go ahead and take a break real quick. Uh, you still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning, so call us with your questions, comments, just tell us what project you're working on. I'll try to get my mouth working. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB Public Media app. All right, so we're, we're talking to uh, Michael Keaton of Green Home Solutions of Brandon. So, uh, for those unfamiliar, tell us again what your business is all about. Well, again, it's, you know, we want to make air better in your home. <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, the air inside your home is not really monitored by the EPA or anything. It's all about what you do inside your home. So, we mm-hmm. want to test for mold or odors or allergens and make sure we take care of what's causing the problem. Uh, right. All right. I all want- about it. I do want to tell you, Michael, one thing we uh, say on this show, we don't use that four-letter word, mold. We call it microbial growth is what we prefer here <laughs> for insurance purposes. Yeah, you know, insurance you know, hates you know, that word. Right. What's what, what funny is a lot of people will say, oh, I've got mold inside my house. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got uh, uh, mildew inside my house, and well, mildew doesn't grow inside your house. It grows on the outside on plants. Uh, what you're seeing is mold, but people don't want to use that word mold. They no. want to refer to it as mildew or microbial growth or, you know. Right. Plant, you know. And, uh, and then what's funny is people will see a black spot and think it's uh, Stachyobotrys mold, which is a toxic mold. It's not always mold just because it's dark and black. You know, I mean, not, really? not necessarily bad mold. It could be uh, mold. Doesn't, it just kind of takes the 
the color that it takes. Just because it's light doesn't mean it's bad mold. Oh, uh, you know, that's we always interesting. Look at mold as, yeah, we always look at mold. Just we want to take care of any mold. Aspergillus, uh, Dr. We just want to make sure we're taking care of it. Okay. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. If you want to ask uh, Michael a question about this, about cleaning, uh, when it comes to uh, microbial growth remediation, you know how that's done. Uh, when you clean, you focus on using uh, green products, I know, that I've, I've read here that are not as harmful as some solutions. Um but I, I can see where this is. This can be quite difficult. What are you getting calls for right now during COVID nineteen? Get a lot of calls from for mold. Uh, still, uh-huh. uh, you know, it, it's present. Um, I guess people, people are in their homes more. I guess they'll smell it more often. Oh, absolutely! They'll see it. They'll smell it. They're more afraid of it. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time when we're in the real world. Uh, back to normal, whatever that is. We spend a lot of time outside the home, but when we're in the home is when we really start to get uh, scared of what we see, what we smell, right? You know, mold, a musty smell, or even a you know gas smell. What is that? You know, what's going on? Right. And so we want to try to address those things. So I'm still getting some calls for that. I get some calls for disinfecting. Uh, something that I've teamed up with Pam and uh, disinfecting services is a. Uh, so what, what does it mean when someone calls and say, come and disinfect my place? So you decided to go do that. How was how that done? Well, we've got a, a product. It's Halosil. It's the EPA-registered product. And uh, we'd come out. We'd ask you to leave the home for a couple hours. We're going to uh, mist the, the product and apply it to all the things that we can see or not see. Do you of, say of mist the product? Yeah, mist or fog. Okay, mist or fog. Okay. And, and what that does is it's going to reach places that we don't even think about reaching. Underneath tables, underneath chairs, uh, not just the touch spots, but everything that we don't see or think about. And uh, so, you know, we can take care of that uh, in any situation that uh, somebody says. Now, we're through disinfecting where some people will say come sanitize, and there's two different terms. Sanitizing is not as thorough as disinfecting. Okay. Uh, disinfecting will be a more of a kill rate, or sanitizing might be kind of just cleaning. So All what right. we do, actually, we disinfect, and, and our product will kill down to ninety nine point nine 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 percent. So we're leaving one, you know, point oh one percent of any germ, bacteria, virus. Uh, Wait, so you leave your house for a couple hours, come back, and there are no germs in your house anymore? Is that right? Michael, did we lose you? I think we did. I think we might have yeah, lost Michael. Yeah, I think Michael. we lost him. But, but yep. yeah, um, Jason, that, that's a, that's exactly what he's saying. We I've got some experience in that in that field, and and uh, that 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 is, that is exactly what he's saying. That's um, amazing because if you feel like you might have brought something home, you know, you can always well, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Now. You know, keep in mind, you know, I don't think this is a, and I wish he was back on with us, I don't think this is a one-time, you know, one, one, and I'm done. One and done, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it, I think it's just like anything else. It's got a shelf life. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael, Michael, are you back with us? I am, I am. I don't, I call it the COVID cause. Uh, I guess everybody's at home using the internet and phones, and, and my signal breaks up, so I'm, I apologize. Right, no, that's okay. We're all getting that right now. 
Well, uh, yeah, we were just kind of talking about that. How often would you do this disinfecting with kind of like that uh, disinfecting bomb you release in the house? Well, you know, I tell everybody when you disinfect, what we call it is resetting your environment. Right. So, so it's a clean environment. But, you know, the first time somebody comes in that's sick uh, with whatever illness it may be, whatever virus, whatever bacteria. It's, it's dirty again. Yeah, it's dirty again. It's just like washing your hands. You wash them, they're clean. You go touch the dirty doorknob, they're dirty again. Right. So we've seen people do it weekly. I've got a yoga uh, studio that I'm talking to right now. They want to do it weekly. Uh, some people say, let's do it monthly. Some people, like, for instance, if you have an empty house, you're a realtor, you sell the home before the people move in, maybe they want to disinfect it just to make sure that there's nothing lingering when they move in with their kids or their pets. Right. You know? So it's really up to the individual as to how often we do it. Uh, you know, I don't have a recommendation because it's really I like again, it's just how often. So you like a make preference thing. Yeah, yeah, preference. You know, if you're a business, maybe you're a restaurant, you want to do it weekly. Yeah, so you can do it on a schedule though. Absolutely. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, I want to go to a question and email here real quick. And uh, by the way, if you want to get your question on any DIY. 877 MPB ring. So here we go. Um, uh, Jeff, this sounds right down your alley. Uh, I have a couple of Adirondack chairs, wood Adirondack chairs that I want to refinish. The paint is coming off. Once I get it stripped down, instead of painting it again, I'd like to coat it with linseed oil or something like that. Anything but paint. What would you recommend for long-term finish? They'll also be on a patio uh, they are not in direct sun, rain, or elements. Okay. So they won't be exposed to elements, but they're outside. Okay. Um, I think you've got one major problem. What's that? Uh, it's painted. I don't think you will ever get all the paint off so you can stain it. Okay. But let's assume that you do. Okay. Um, I think I think a linseed oil will be great on that. Uh, it's it's going to be a maintenance thing, and it's not going to be real difficult. But I think it's probably going to be something that you're going to want to rub down, just like if you have teak furniture. Yeah. You you're going to want to put an oil on that teak. You know, once every quarter or something, once every three months. Um, hmm. But Is there I, anything I to use that's like a permanent solution? Well, I don't think there's any one one time and you're done. Uh, well, um, I guess you could, if she wanted to, she could stain and poly it. Yeah. You could stain and poly, but now poly, um, uh, UV is the biggest enemy of poly. Ah, gotcha. So, but she said it's not in sunlight, so poly would be an option. But again, I think your challenge here, remember, wood is porous. Paint gets in the pores. You you have got a job on your hands getting this paint off. Right. Well, and um, uh, that's a that's a good point. And there are some waterproof stains out there that are really good. You know, the Thompsons kind of stuff, things like that, that you can right. try. You know, to put one of those on the Adirondack chairs, and that way you get a stain sure. and some weatherproofing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, something that, that looks real cool, and, we, and we've and we done this, we have painted a door before, 
stripped all the paint we could get off of it. At the end of that deal, it looks like an old antique door that you bought in at the bank in New Orleans or right. something. It, it really looks cool. So, Oh, cool. Okay. I've done that. It really does look. And that's what I was thinking about on that. Just go on ahead and just kind of partially strip it, and then it'll yeah. look really cool. Yeah. Sure. All right. That sounds like great ideas. Thank you very much. Okay, we got a, a couple folks on the line. Um, here we go. Michael, they may be for you or they may be for the other for the other contractors, but we just roll with them. All right, let's go to um, uh, Amanda. And uh, she's in Oxford and has something really interesting. Go, I'm not even going to say it first. Go ahead, Amanda. I wouldn't call it interesting as much as disgusting. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, we built a house and we moved in in October. And the first cold spell, we've caught a mouse or two in the house. Um, we live deep in the woods. Um, and we put out some bait traps because we have a beetle in the house. We didn't want him to be able to get to, we didn't want him to set off any traps. So we put a bait station under the kitchen sink and something's obviously eaten it and died. Right. At this point, this is the third time it's happened and the smell is awful. And I don't know what we can do. The contractor that put it in the cabinet left a small hole in the back of the cabinet for the pink base. But it wasn't necessary, and it seems to me um, that the smell is coming from under the cabinet base. So is there anything we can do to help get rid of this odor short of ripping out our less-than-a-year-old kitchen cabinet? To get <laughs> Michael, how to get rid of death? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't want to move. But, you know, one thing you can do, and how long has the odor been there, Matt? How long has it been there? Um, yeah. Well, in October, maybe the beginning of November, it flared up for about two weeks and it dissipated. And then after Christmas, it flared up and dissipated. And my husband has had a kitchen coat, a coat hanger, like a wire hanger from the dry cleaners that he's taken off the front board of the cabinet and fished around. And it seems to me that maybe there might have been a mouse nest underneath the bottom of the cabinet, yeah. which is horrifying. <laughs> Everyone should see the shaking of the head that I'm seeing from Java right now. He just just totally disgusted. Yeah. Well, I would think that you know I've had odors where pets have died in walls or underneath something, and, and they usually dissipate and don't come back. Uh, you know, one thing you might do is find a go and rent. Like I said earlier, if we may not heard this, but ozone machine. Um, Right. And running it for about 45 minutes. Now, you'll have to have everybody out of the house, pets, any pet fish, any snakes, anything that living right. you want to have out of there. And then see if that doesn't, you know, run it for, how big a, how big a house do you have? Um, the first floor is about 1,600 square feet. So you'd run it for about 30, 40 minutes and then stay out of the house for about another hour and a half. So, you know, three hours, two, two and a half to three hours total. And see if okay. that doesn't work, but... Um, short of getting into the walls and crevices, but I'm just shocked that it still is, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, Jeff and Pam can answer this, but I would think right. that a pet, you know, a, a, a pet, not a pet, would uh, would be gone after a short period of time. Well, I bet she's getting multiples. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's, she I, said nest. But I didn't want to say, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe it's more, more than one, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I bet she's getting was, several in there. I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You know, one has gone in there and and uh, ate the poison because what 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 happens? They they I don't think they're in there by themselves. Um, I think they. It's the a po- party. Yeah, <laughs> I think they eat the poison. They go look for water. They find the water, and then they then they they come back home and die. I think that's what's going on. Huh. It's horrifying and so frustrating. Have you talked to a, Have you talked to an exterminator, Amanda? We have not talked to an exterminator. Um, well, we, and they'll they'll set it up, and I can tell you, uh, we've had exterminators on the show here, and it doesn't mean that they'll that they'll kill or get rid of the mice. What they'll do is is they can make it along with the contractor make it so that they don't come in your home. That's the real right. trick. Right. right, and I think it's just the design of our house that keeps it from, there's just a little nook on the outside of that wall, because we actually have um, quantity can on that wall. Okay. Like have, have you repaired the area where they're coming in? Have you fixed that? No. My husband has seen other places and done expandable foam, but he hated to do that with the smell. He's well, afraid we're going to lock it in, but honestly, I'm afraid they're going to keep coming in. Okay, well, listen, listen. Stop using that expandable phone. That's a bad okay. idea. Now, okay. tell, tell me again how old your house is. Um, we built it. We moved in in October. It's not old at all. Okay, so, so it's under a year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. And you hired a builder. We did. We subcontracted out a framer people that put on the side he, the, the framer put on the siding as well as uh, um, we had a roofer uh, and but who who is the builder of record who who, the, who built uh, what what license well you don't have to say that on the air just know oh, no, no, well no. that's okay we 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 were the builders on it okay okay so the warranty uh, line on you yes okay. it does okay so you're the general fine yes, okay sir. Uh, I'm going to make a couple suggestions. Okay. Call the framer, that's who put the siding on the house, okay. and strongly encourage them to come back and repair their deficiency. If okay. they won't, hire someone to fix it correctly, but stop using that expandable foam. That, that is not a good idea. You know, you can okay. use, Amanda, in the meantime, until you get a good contractor there to take care of this, um, okay. In the meantime, instead of expansion foam, uh, mm-hmm. get yourself some steel wool and shove okay. it into any little hole yeah. that you can find. We had we had the exterminator here, and they said that the, you know they can't chew through that steel wool. So okay. so wherever you got a little hole, take some steel wool and just jam it in there. Okay, you know, gotcha. real cheap, well, and you temporary know, fix. So you're out way out in the country, so it's going to be an ongoing issue. So you wa- right. probably want to look at some long-time solutions right. to help with that. And, um, you know, I think you should go get you a barn cat. <laughs> you know, we have, we have actually seen one wander up from time to time. Oh. Yeah, get but you a barn cat on. and don't feed them. And oh, they'll Lord. take care of anything that comes up, I promise, because I've know got what? one, okay. and hey, I no longer have a problem. Pam, I, <laughs> I've said this one other time on the show, and I got in trouble for it. We can no longer say, send a cat to go kill it. Uh, apparently, there's a cat problem. 
Well, I'm not saying a cat's going to kill it. I'm just going to say, because a lot of times my cats bring them to me and they're not quite dead yet. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. They're gifts. Another thing too, Jason, and we've talked about this before when we had our exterminator on there, they have those commercial traps that you put outside. Uh That would probably be a very good option. We finally ended up doing that at the at our cabin in the country uh-huh. and, um the 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 try to trap them in your outdoor trap versus trapping them and killing them on in your indoor trap oh that's smart if, 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 if that makes sense that makes a lot well, of sense if we put a trap for mice we, we also have a um neighborhood raccoon would it mess with the trap at all yeah. If we bended it out, that's my uh, he, the 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 trap is the raccoon is not going to get in the in the mouse trap. Yeah, okay. no. too big and he's, he's too, too smart. Small. Okay. Yeah, he he he's too big and the trap is too small. Right. Okay. All okay. right, Amanda. Well, thank you. Guys. I appreciate it. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. All right, let's just uh, keep on going. I've got another email here that I wanted to go over with you guys. And uh, all right, so Wayne sent in, "Hey guys, the six by six post on my screen porch is warping. The opening is now twice as large as it was a year ago. What can be done aside from wearing a helmet?" Wayne in Kemper County. This guy's obviously been listening to our hour show. So, um, so a six by six post is warping. How does he, how, and, and it's, it's messing up his screen porch. How does he fix this? Pros? If not, I'll take it. Uh, six by six shouldn't be moving that much. No, but uh, apparently it is. Yeah. Any no, way you can it. shore that up or replace? I think it's going to be a replace. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know if there's anything you can nail to it to keep it from no, moving. No. Not a six um, by six. Now, what what I'm suspecting is, I would sure like to know what kind of post he put up because if he did a, a cedar, um, a, a, a cypress post, they're going to crack a little bit, right? But they're not. Six by six is typically not going to warp. Now you could consider going bigger, going eight by eight, depending on your height. But um, my gosh, that column's got to cost uh, two thousand dollars an eight by eight. No, no, sir. It's not. No, it's it's not bad. You're you're gonna you're gonna buy that for under under five hundred dollars. You can get a twelve by twelve for five hundred. Oh, okay. So your your six by six is gonna run you two fifty or something. Um, eight by eight is going to be a little bit more than that. We'll call it $300 or something. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there's a solution there. Sorry, we can't give you a better one than that, but I've never really heard of a six by six twisting up that much, to be honest with you. It's not something you see a lot. A four by four is going to move on you a lot. Right. Um, a six by six just should not move enough to affect the the, the screen door they're they're going to crack and they're going to move it's a piece of wood right it's, it's all move a little bit um but not enough to to damage screen porch in my opinion 
Right. Okay, folks, we've got a guest on today from Green Home Solutions, Brandon Michael Keaton. And I wanted to ask you a question. We've talked this hour, Michael, about what it is you and your service does. Um, Let me ask you this. There's a lot of folks listening, and they have to decide whether to hire people like you or not. And um, so let me ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot. When you're hiring a contractor in your line of work, what should be the things people should be looking for? And what are the red flags? Oh, good question. Yep. So, you know, and I know right now the buzzword is disinfecting, uh, but anything, you know, you'd want to make sure, one, that they're registered to do business in the state of Mississippi. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and, and when you check that, you can also see when they started their business. Did they just start up because of some circumstances we're in? Uh, are they licensed or insured and bonded? Now, uh, right now, Mississippi doesn't really require license for disinfecting or mold, but you, you want to make sure they're, they're insured and bonded. Right. Uh, what are they using? I always tell everybody, ask people what you're using. Uh, you want to make sure what they're using is safe, and will they give you a safety data sheet on it, SDS? Uh, that way you know what they're using is not just something that's not going to work. Uh, you know, some people, I think, kind of pray and pray. You know, they just hope it works. Right, and they don't come back. But uh, and then lastly, you know, would they use uh, PPE, which is a uh, protective equipment? You know, right, PPE. Yeah, PPE. And you know, a story I, I related to Pam yesterday was uh, a company, uh, Green Home Solutions, franchise for all over the United States. One of the other franchisees was going to do a disinfecting job, got outbid or underbid, and so the lady today they showed up to do the job. Their PPE was contractor garbage contractors garbage bags is that what you said michael i think that's what he said jason i think that's what he said he I dropped really again did. believe it or not yeah i think it's it. so that? you know uh, not a good sign and then when she went out to the truck the truck was filthy so she sent them on their way and ended up hiring the green home solutions guy but again it's not about hiring me it's about making sure who you're hiring is qualified to do the job there you go. And that's a, that's a mantra here on this show every time you hear it. All right, folks, that's it. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibas, Jeff Sammons, and our guest Michael Keaton, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on Think Radio.